Good evening and welcome to Gay Card, right here on Reality Radio 101. And now, right to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome to Geek Yard, where everybody wants something, they'll take your money and never give up. I'm your host, Andrew Young. With me, as always, is Mr. Green. Hey. Hey. What's going on? Uh, not, not a lot. What's going on with you? Not much. I, I I am alive, but not much other than that. There you go. Green surviving. Green survives. Get, get gets hit with the things that some of us have already gotten, and you know, it's a lot. You lasted a lot longer than I thought you would. So, <laughs> almost almost four years. Almost four years without the vid, but the vid comes for us all. But you know what else comes for us all? A good night of fun. And that's what we're going to have tonight, a good night of fun. Later on in the program, we're going to be talking with actor Christina Rosado about the indie film Ariel, Back to Buenos Aires. It's available on VOD. Uh, we're also going to be giving our review of a film that's currently playing in select theaters, but we'll go North America wide next week, and that is The Holdovers, starring Paul Giamatti. We'll be talking about that. And in just a few moments, we're going to be talking to Ryan McDonald, who plays Michaels, the goalie, on Shorzy. We'll be talking with him tonight. So give your balls a tug. We're going to be having a good time right here, right now. But first, we're going to take a commercial break. Geek Card, Reality Radio 101. everybody jimmy the short order cook here asking you what's better than listening to geek Hard? answer listen to geek Hard while wearing a geek Hard t-shirt and there's a place you can get them at tpublic.com slash user slash geek Hard. we got a bunch of great shirts there we got geek Hard shirts we got a mr green's tasty meat shirt hell we got a back issue bloodbath shirt for all your geek needs with your geek merch, you want to go to tpublic.com slash user slash geek card. I'm not just asking you. I'm telling you. This tension. Welcome back to Geek Card right here. On Reality Radio 101. Some people might think we're crazy, but crazy is all And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome to Geek Card Bites. we got a great Friday night coming your way. We're going to be talking a little bit about the sticks. We're going to be talking a little bit about getting out there and goal. You know, it's going to be a good time. Settle down. 
got to work on it. You, you, you're still a little too, you got to, you got to do more. Settle down. You know? yeah. <laughs> got to be a falling action when you say it. settle down. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, we're going to be talking with Ryan McDonald from Shorzy in just a moment. But before we do, just want to remind you folks that when we're not here live on the air, there's ways that you can still interact with us and hang out with us. You go to patreon.com slash geekard, sign up there, become a geek cardigan. You'll get access to cool shit. Or you can uh, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash show, where we put up uh, some videos that we do at conventions and things like that, but also video versions of some of the interviews you hear on Friday nights. They're available on other nights for you to view, for you to watch, for you to enjoy. So check those things out there. But now we're going to get into the program with our very first guest of the evening. He is a musician. He is an actor. He is a, he's a hockey player who plays a goalie. But usually when he plays in real life, he ain't a goalie. So it's, it's not fully meta. It's kind of like meta adjacent. Please welcome to the program, Ryan McDonald. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And the dog's going off right when we start. It's amazing. Hey, you know what? <laughs> if I don't hear a dog, that's when I worry. That's okay. When okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always look at it as everybody wants to be a star. That's really what I think is, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. good. Doing pretty good. So, Ryan, before we get into it, I just got to ask you, because like when I was watching season two of Shorzy, the one thing that's stuck in my mind is, what is wrong with eating a panini in the middle of the day by yourself? I think it's yep. perfectly normal myself. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And if you were eating paninis in groups in the middle of the day, then maybe there's, I think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. But, uh, but He's Michael. He's a bit of a solo, solo lunch guy, you know? So yeah. they, there's a lot of people out there that like their solo lunches. I'm, I'm one of them. And, and uh, so is Michael's. So yeah, I, I prefer I prefer a lunch alone just because, you know, sometimes sometimes I get a little messy when I eat that, too. Yeah, you can have your you can have your messy favorite foods that you may not have, like where there's someone across from you. You know, you can feel free to really get into like a, you know, uh, for yeah. me, like a like a like a Nova Scotia style donair or something like you don't really there eat those with people meet that in private yeah yeah those, <laughs> those definitely get those are definitely on the messy side yeah 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 oh my gosh but uh but yeah michael's this season he's got he's got a good arc he's got an interesting arc you know he's dealing with the idea of i am like at the top of my game mm -hmm. i'm i can do no wrong as a goalie but what does it matter if there's nobody here with me to share the moment with it's kind of like that i think anything in life um i would think uh but yeah it's uh it's like i guess now that the now that everyone's kind of seen or hopefully has seen the uh the new season it's um something he struggles with obviously and he, he's still kind of heartbroken from uh mishaps in the first season and um but you know things come around and and i think it's just a just a uh, like an ongoing theme throughout the whole season, actually, in a whole. Like, it's not just him. It's kind of, um, you know, like, uh, it's great to to win. It's great to have success. It's good. But, like, when you, you know, at the end of the night, when you're, you know, touching down, it's, uh, it's nice to have someone to share that with. So, yeah, it was a good sentiment. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it is something I noticed about the entire season is that it's not just your character. A lot no. of the characters are going through the same, very similar, 
situation. But uh, one of the things like I you want to is- celebrate, but you don't know how to like what's right in a small town too. Like or like <laughs> not that you can't, but um, well, just and in general, just like what is your idea of uh, you know success and celebration and feeling good and riding the wave of success and, you know, all those kinds of things. So. Yeah, you know, for sure. And and one of the things that I think is a success for Michael's character overall, it, it almost, almost, and I'm going to stress, I'm going to say stress almost <laughs> feels like Shorzy might maybe kind of start to like Michael's this season. <laughs> well, here's hoping. Um, <laughs> slowly is like, Picking away at the respect uh, column, you know, um, really just trying to get those ticks. Um, he's, yeah, like I, I think with anyone on the team, like it's just tough love, really. It, it's, it's just a tough love coming from him, and I think he's learned to uh, kind of like accept who he is as a character. And um, and if you're if you're not getting chirped, you're probably uh, the real love isn't there, maybe deep down. So it's uh yeah, I think personally, if you, if, I think if you're getting a little bit of a chirp, it's usually because they care and uh, just trying to make you better. Right. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, we got an email in from Kelly T who writes, Shorzy rules. And then Amazing. goes on to say for our film we're reviewing later, I like the holdovers. Mm. I would rate it a six plus and then finishes off by saying, hey, to the old dude. Hey, how's it going there to you, Kelly? Long-time listener. That's just great that you're listening. Uh, I listen to you sometimes as well. You don't know when or how, but I do. So, uh, thank you. It's very creepy when you do that. You've got to remember that. We, we 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 know you're not creepy, but it sounds creepy when you say those words. I'm I'm just saying you you and Andrew told me to be more nice to the listeners and show show interest in them and so i'm doing that that's all i'm doing okay well i think we still need to work on that we'll go back to the drawing board for that old man oh my god we'll see you later pal yeah (laughs) there he goes oh my god so so with this though like i saw that you recently did uh an ama and you answered some questions from the fans And uh, one of the questions that, uh, well, one of the things that came up that really surprised me is that when you guys are shooting a locker room scene, you guys go through about four to six sticks per scene. Sticks? Yeah, like, you know, your Chapman's Grizzly ball top cones. That's what I put exactly, exactly. They're tough to find sometimes, but you can find them in like, like Walmarts in Ontario, I believe. And I think Chapman's is like, I mean, it's good ice cream. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's just they're damn good. They're like yeah. score bites on top instead of the uh, nuts, which mm. in my mind makes them over the edge. It puts them over the edge. Yeah, but, I'd say um, so. but I'm thinking with a scene, like doing a long scene and go through fours, I'm thinking at the end, you guys are pretty feeling pretty weighed down. It's a lot of, it's a lot of ice cream. And it depends if you're like a liquor or if you're like the biter and if you, t- you established a bite already in the scene. So if you, you know, like if you established a good chomp right off the master, you're like, you're screwed. <laughs> but, <laughs> you're, you're, you're munching down every shot. Um, 
So yeah, I guess you could you could kind of be uh, crafty with that. I don't really think about it in that regard, but thinking about it now, I can see how yeah, you'd be cranking them back. I know TR like Terry Ryan at the first season was was knocking them back one day, and then we realized quickly like I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> you know, like if this is going to be an ongoing thing, I mean, we should learn how to pace ourselves with these puppies. And then you know you got, we've got one of our our great crew like someone will have a. A, a great big like garbage can it's like the stick garbage can is just filled with half eaten sticks sadly <laughs> like it's just you feel awful putting a half stick out but, but hey, we'll probably get it. we'll probably get stripped for not finishing sticks so. <laughs> 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 but that's movie magic if it was real life i'd never let a stick hang so <laughs> there you good. go well, what it comes yeah. down to with you know finishing sticks it's like do you want to have <laughs> the best scene now or do you want to have the best scene of the entire season right so yeah there you go there you go there you go, there you go. yeah it's um it's it's really fun to do it's really 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 fun to do uh as you can hopefully tell on the screen and uh and they're um yeah it's just a great great group of guys and girls like we're all um we're all pretty tight and um, the news is out too now uh, that we're, you know, we're leaving here. Uh, some people are leaving on the weekend. I'm going next week uh, at the beginning of next week. And we're all, uh, we're all reassembling and um, season three is going to be amazing. I just finished reading it. It's oh, like, awesome. I am, I have, I've, it's not like I've had a, a big career or anything, but like in the things that I have done, um, I'm, I've never been more excited to go do something right now with the, with this truthfully. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's exciting. So it's a great show. Things are like going in a, in a really, really amazing direction. So, yeah, that's really awesome. We, so, so now that you've read all the scripts, now you can tell us everything that happened. So we don't need <laughs> yeah, to exactly, wait until right? I won't get in trouble. <laughs> no, like, why not? Let's do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hockey so, is no more. We're, yeah. we're playing <laughs> rugby now. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. We're, we're, oh, we're honestly a golf team. That no. would be, I, uh, on one hand, that would be so ridiculous. Yet at the same time, I would I like would maybe find, work. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then it would, like imagining, you know, Chorzy and, and all you boys out there, like on the links, just, you know, chirping away. Like have to get thrown together for a charity tournament. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That would be one of those like uh, pandemic movies that they would have made for a pinch because they couldn't have been working or like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! But it's funny though, you know, when you think about it, it's like golf is more tied to hockey than people yeah. know. You know, like that's for really, sure. You know, it's like sure. when you're out when you when you get out of the playoffs, you know, where do you go? You go to the, you got to go to the do something with yeah, your time. Uh, you got time for it. That's the thing. <laughs> I got a new little guy. I haven't been golfing as much anymore, but um, mm. but that just comes with the territory, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> of course. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember in high school, uh, all the all the hockey players that I knew, they would like come spring and 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 summer. Oh, it's it was cool. like, yeah, it was just like, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, oh, I, I'm going. Me and the boys are going golfing. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's a great way. I mean, if you like, you are getting up early. You're getting outside. It's like. You can be done at a decent time if you want to go early enough. Uh, I I can't get enough of it. I love it. I love it. And there's some great courses. I just kind of moved into uh, Toronto not too, too long ago. Um, and in this area, I mean, I'm not going to 
sit here and tell them where I live, but like it's like in this area, like up in the northern part of the city, it's like beautiful. There's so many beautiful mm. courses. And where are you guys again? You're right here, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm based in Toronto. He's a little bit yeah. on the outskirts of Toronto, but we're pretty yeah. much GTA. Yeah, we're all here. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Now, yeah. uh, during the second season, Michael's also uh, gets involved in a little trivia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I want to know, you know, Michael's happens to be a whiz at trivia. You yourself, do you partake in the trivia? Do you have a good enough knowledge that you think you'd do well in, say, your standard pub quiz? Uh, I have done some of those, like, pub ones. They're really fun. Um, yeah, like, you know, uh, pop culture, some uh, some geography. Uh, I don't know. Uh we start getting into like real deep history. I probably he might start losing me, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm all right. I can hold my own. Well, well there you go. That's good. Well, I've prepared this five question. No, I haven't done that. Don't worry. I didn't, I didn't prepare trivia for you. You could have. That would have been fun. We'll just sit here and just turn to a game of trivia pursuit or, or reach for the top. Sorry. There you go. Yeah, yeah right, reach for reach the top. top. Totally. Oh my God. But. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, one one bit of trivia about you that I found out is that uh, you figured out you wanted to do acting when you were watching Ghostbusters as a kid, right? Pretty much, man. Yeah, yeah. That is, it was a pretty sharp tie between uh, like Bill Murray and and like <laughs> truthfully like Kermit in the Muppet movie <laughs> and stuff like that. Real talk, Perfect. yeah. Real talk. Like you know, the it's funny. Fozzie Bear is what made Muppet me want to movie. do stand up. So. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Waka waka, man. Like he, he's hilarious in that movie. Like when he's getting booed off the stage at the beginning. It's, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Um, and it's just like watching it back now, I laugh a little, I laugh a loud. I still think it's an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like it was those type of things. Uh, there was like some magic to it. I, I, uh, well, I think in that realm a lot of people that movie was pretty special for a lot of reasons to a lot of different people uh for me it just resonated in the like uh it kind of took the uh the, the 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 wall away from it realizing that he could do that as i'd watch stuff but i hadn't watched it like that and i was like oh he's funny like i think like i kind of want to not be like that but you know like uh like how do you do that like that looks fun i want to do that like in groups of people and and uh you know improv started and you know just theater and all kinds of stuff and just picked away at it and here we are a bunch of years later so yeah it's uh it's like anyone else i guess it's nothing uh, unique but no it's cool well the thing i've noticed that me and me and green both we in our respective times grew up around a lot of theater kids yeah Yeah. i noticed that theater kids they tend to you know, as they, they, they tend to really get into the acting, of course, but then they also get into the music, and you've gotten into both over your time, right? Uh, I have, yeah. Um, we've been lucky enough. Uh, grew up in, like, a household of music pretty much out in the East Coast and uh, in Nova Scotia. And uh, my dad still does it very well. His name is Huey McDonald. I give him a shout-out. I know he's probably listening. And uh, um, But, yeah, I grew up with a lot of, like, ton and ton of music around uh, – summer i was up here kind of uh, my dad was playing a lot of a lot of shows uh and then as, as i got a little bit older i took an interest in it started playing you know guitar and playing drums and things and actually drums when they would let me but no, normally guitar based things and um 
And then got pretty serious with it in the end of high school. And, you know, you're doing it as serious as you can. And, and then uh, I was out in Vancouver, uh, was doing a job out there and continued to live out there uh, for a long time, bounced around on the West Coast. And um, yeah, we, I ended up getting in a band out there too that was pretty successful and kind of it's splintered off now but they're all individually doing really successful things. And one of them, it was TV heart attack was the band. And then um, they've gone off now to a band called actors, which I did play in, which ironically has nothing to do with the, being an actor, but, um, and they're amazing. They're amazing. They're on tour all the time right now. Look them up. Uh, just one word actors. And then there's um, art deco, which there's been some music in Shorzy, and I mean, if you listen closely on a hockey game or something, you'll notice he's playing in commercials. But he's been he's had tons of hits out there, so he's he's one of my best friends uh, too. And it's just fun to see the the uh, the rise of his success too. And it's uh, it's been fun. So yeah, I grew up, I grew up and surrounded myself pretty pretty well with uh, that scene for quite a while. Tinkered around with Jared. I don't know if you're going there with that, but that's uh, we had a we had a fun experiment there for a bit too, and it was yeah, it was awesome. That Very that's cool. that is cool. You know, it's it's always interesting when you when we we talk to you know uh, any type of actor, performer, director doesn't matter, and they they have you know that other passion that they you know like in your case music, and that's super cool, and it makes a lot sure. of sense to me because you know like like hockey players playing golf, you got to do something when you're not doing the thing that you do every single day yeah i wish i could do it more um i do miss it for sure um one thing that's been luckily uh you know i've been lucky with is that (laughs) uh even a lot of songs that i've written over the time uh just even the last bunch of years that i've had just kind of stored away on files and you know rough drafts of things um not even uh, no lyrics or anything like that just like kind of a full arrangement of things that have been used in uh and like film and TV and stuff like that, which is really, really cool. Um, and for me, it's, it's kind of opened my eyes into a world of things that like I loved, but didn't know I could really be a part of. And it's starting to, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get to do it more as, as time goes on. So what's, uh, it's fun. Sometimes you can have some happy accidents, like, you know, some song you wrote, I'm like, ah, I'm not even doing anything with it. And all of a sudden I've, Feast it under a scene, and you're like, "Holy shit, that looks good!" And then they agree, and it's like, "Well, do you want it?" And then they're like, "Yeah, we'll pay you for it." I was like, "Okay, it's good, yeah." yeah. So, um, wait, you can do this? So, yeah, it's um, hopefully down the road we'll get to do that a little more. So that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. It's not uh, it's not super common, to, you know, like to to have like uh, uh, actors, you know, like if you got into musical arrangement, like that's uh, mm-hmm. like, I've seen, I've heard actors doing bands and stuff, but like if you got into like doing like musical arrangements for for TV and film, that would be I think that's a really cool it's kind of endless crossover. now, right? Like it's yeah. um, the titles are are really different now. I think you can come at it at a different angle, like kind of like anything these days. Um, you know, like you've seen um, the success of uh, like. Um, Oh man, I'm I'm forgetting his first name, but from Radiohead, uh, Johnny Greenwood, and um and he's been doing films, uh, you know, uh, you know Trent Reznor's been doing them now for a bit, and I mean, he just had 
umpteen files. And I remember there was an album that he did called Ghosts that was there was no rhyme or reason for it. Some songs were 45 seconds, but they were just like little movements, right? And ideas that he had had. And then you're like, oh shit, this sounds like a like a like a soundtrack for modern warfare or something like, you know, and then, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, this could work for that. So, you know, it's, it's the bands are, are, are into it these days. I think, especially with, um, you know, you get these younger directors who are fans of a band and then they kind of like uh, collaborate on the film itself together. Uh, you know, that's, that's been a really, that's something that's uh, been really cool to me where you get to, you know, really sink into the whole thing rather than just maybe doing like a scene or two, but you know, only wise and stuff. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I could talk about that stuff forever, but yeah. I, hey uh, man, that, I you know, that's cool. That's yeah. definitely, that, that is very cool. We got a couple emails in here. Elise B very to the point of what they think. <laughs> Dig Shorzy, the old man is amazing. The holdovers was good. Mr. Green, get well. So there we go. Oh, thank That's, you. Thank right you. there. And then Shaw C writes, hey to Ryan. And then says, yeah, Mr. I... Green, take care of yourself. Don't listen to Alan Arkin's COVID health tips online. <laughs> uh, I won't, okay. but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure they were stern. But hey, and also we just want to point out when it comes to the feud that Mr. Green had with Alan Arkin, it looks like yeah. there was a definitive winner. Um, okay. The Holdovers is very good. A nine. How old is the old yeah, man? No, oh, the Holdovers, yeah. Uh, how old is the old man? You know what? Well, he was wearing Velcro shoes when I saw him walk out. So Yeah, so there's that. But he also, he like every time I've asked him, he's always just said on the eighth day. So... Take that for what you will. Take that for what that's, you will. Well, that's really what it comes down to with him, you know. And uh, okay. what, what else can you do, right? But I got, I got, I got to address something, Ryan. I have to admit, I, I am just a little bit disappointed in you tonight that you have your tarp on. No. <laughs> yeah, we were hoping My you're going to get on? greased up and yeah, uh, yeah I guess spray, spray tan. tan on. Just like holding the, holding the. Uh, we were orange. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. We that that's one of the days. Like I don't know if we'll ever 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 do like bloopers or anything. But holy, we were yeah, we were uh, we were having a good laugh that day for sure. So oh man, those yeah. when you those that, that's the time when you guys truly were sluts right there. I guess so. I guess so. That's the. Uh, the hockey male version, and uh, we were it. So there you go. No, that's that's good, man. Now, of course, it's continually said that goalies are weird in this, and you play Michael's yep. the goalie. And you know, in real life, though, when you play hockey, you're a player. So now that you've Sorry, been, man. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now yeah. that you've been playing Michael's, do you have a newfound respect for goalies? Oh, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I I done it once before in um like uh, the the third slap shot installment and I played the bad guy in there. Um it was a bit of a kids kind of take on the franchise, but um so I got to do that and get to know that um quite a bit. Um but then it was just kind of put to bed. I never looked at it again. I just kept playing like these beer leagues and a little charity thing here and there and um 
And then, and then, uh, and then I read for this character. I was the coach and I just kept going on thinking I was the coach. And then they informed me later, like, as I got the job and as the script started coming in, that I was going to be the goalie again. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Um, still same character, but like, he's just, he's going to be strapping on pads now. So, um, so it was awesome. Like I'm, I'm down, I'm game for that for sure. And it's fun. But yeah, man, like there's a lot of routine. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. There's just a a lot of isms, I guess you could say, right? Like they got, they got isms coming out of their ass. So it's like, it's, uh, it's, they're, they're a complicated bunch. And then again, it's like, it doesn't help because everyone just leaves them alone to be the weird. Like they could use some guidance here and there, probably like, you know, like go in there with an understanding uh, leader and, and try to guide them a little better. Maybe I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see how, uh, we'll see how Michael's ends up. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. the only <laughs> part of the team that the opposing team can just shoot pucks at their face. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> That, that's gonna Legal. affect somebody, you know. That's yeah. I say. yeah, you get, you get a few. Yeah. You get a, you get a, you get a few off the old dome, and it's uh, it's gonna affect you. I, oh, uh, Ryan, fun. I I gotta. I, I'm just curious. Did you like for Michaels? Did, like, obviously, some actors will do kind of like you know they'll 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 work on their backstory, you know, just to help for their characterizations and whatnot. Did you ever come up with who Michaels' actual goalie hero is? Um. It, that, that's a good question. Uh, my, I'm keep I'm kind of keeping that close to the chest, and I hope okay. you do, that's okay. That's um, okay. Yep. Uh, he's got a weird number. If you haven't noticed, there's certain things on his helmet that are really weird. If you really look at it, so yeah, I did. I definitely did like think about it. Um, you know, for me with Michaels, all I want is like. Uh, something to be called like a Michael's hat trick where he can get into like a fight, get a goal from the other end and an assist, or like maybe uh, like a goal on an empty netter, a fight and a shutout or something like that, you know, called the Michael's hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever been done as a goalie. I've been looking it up. Like maybe we could do it in the show. Eventually I'm really trying to hammer the writers, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, well, yeah. we're looking forward to seeing what happens in season three. Definitely. Cause oh, yeah. season two, season one and two, tons of fun. This show's got a ton of heart and you know, Jared and Jacob mm-hmm. and the rest of you are just putting magic together really. And I think it's, Thank you. you probably said it best that, you know, a lot of people take the line that, you know, the hockey brings people together, but you've mentioned, I believe in a previous interview that this show brings people together that a lot of people even non-hockey fans are watching the show and getting something out of it it's crazy um there's this one little area in thornhill here where i'm at and i'll go get coffee and i'm running into people that love the show i'm talking like 24 7 all the time uh every second day like um and it's it's i mean it's i'm I'm honored. It's it's crazy. Like I've never really never had this. It was just a little while ago. I was getting some avocados and someone was saying something. But it was like him and his roommate, and they were saying to me, like, we just like we we loved every Friday. We we're waiting for it. Sometimes we'd watch it late on Thursday night. 
like dude it's just the best he's like everything that's going on right now in the world like it's just so nice to go home and just turn off and have a laugh about something that doesn't have to do with kind of about anything um and i was just like wow you know thanks and like i was with my gal my little son and we're we're going for a walk and someone pulled over and he was like hey man there's a lot of hey dude <laughs> it's a lot of that <laughs> they think they're like we're all bros but like i am it, i will always be a bro to them um, but like, yeah, there's a lot of that. Like, Michael, say fuck you. And then they like, <laughs> give your balls <laughs> a tug. Yeah, what yeah. Michael, say, why are you doing it? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. That's always but, hilarious. You yeah. know, they're like, I watch his show with my mom, and I was like, really? I was like, that's a, I was like, that's a, that's kind of cool. I was like, what? Is it brings people closer together, I guess, right? And he goes, exactly. And, uh, but he's like, my mom just loves it. And I was like, wow, that's really cool, man. And the kid was young, but not too young. And he was, uh, you know, so it, it, there's a lot of that that's been pretty eye opening. And I know that was the intent, but you know, you never know where, where it reaches and how it goes. And, um, there's definitely the diehard hockey fans that there's out there for that, but there's also like some just, you know, just fans of like, the comedy and the heart behind it, truthfully. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm very lucky to be part of this. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, of it, so. Well, we think you're doing a great job, man. And we yeah, look forward thanks, to more man. and we wish you the best of luck going out there to Sudbury to start shooting again. Thank Hope you. you. Have a great night. Nice man. Warm. I will. It's taco night here. And my, my little guy's downstairs. So we're gonna nice. We'll go crush some tacos. Yeah. All right. We'll <laughs> let you get to it, man. Have a good night. Awesome. Guys, okay, you too, okay? Uh, be well. Great. Be well. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks a lot, Take Ryan. Care, guys. See ya. So that was Ryan McDonald. You can catch him as Michaels on Shorzy. Seasons 1 and 2 are available on Crave and Hulu. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking about the holdovers right here. Geek Hard Rad Radio 101. Remember when you used to go to the comic shop and browse through the stacks, picking up comic after comic, talking to your fellow customers and the store owner about what books you should buy? What kind of outside people daywalker nonsense are you talking about? I don't go outside. Well, thank goodness for Back Issue Bloodbath with Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Well, we talk about comics old and new. Mostly old. But sometimes new. Every Wednesday, new episodes drop at geekartshow.com or wherever you catch your pots. Check it out and have yourself a good. Welcome back to Geek Card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Card, Andrew Young and Mr. Green here. Chris M. has an email for us. Um, of course, if you want to send an email, it's geekcardshow at gmail.com. Chris M. says, geeks. Giamatti nailed it. So good. Like the film. Better than a Hallmark. A seven rating. Well, there we go. Thank you, Chris. And we're going to get into our review 
of that movie, The Holdovers, which is in select theaters right now, but opens wide on November 10th, directed by Alexander Payne, written by David Hemmingson, and produced by Miramax, and distributed by Focus Features. Here to read the synopsis is the man, the myth, the legend, the old man. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that, that Ryan guy liked my shoes, eh? Yeah, he yeah. did. He noticed yeah, them. Oh, there. They're good, you know. You take them off quickly. I like it. Like a quick tearaway. It's fun. It's great. And they make a great sound. You ever like, I love the sound. Oh, man. So nobody likes teacher Paul Hunnam. Not his students, not his fellow faculty, not the headmaster, who all find his pomposity and rigidity exasperating. With no family and nowhere to go over the Christmas holiday in 1970, Paul remains at school to supervise students unable to journey home, specifically a troublemaking 15-year-old named Angus, a good student whose bad behavior always threatens to get him expelled. That sounds like the beginning of a novel. Yeah, I might have written that novel at one point. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and look. Check your notes. Check your notes. I will. I will. But uh, yeah, so uh, the holdovers. Yeah, okay, well, I'll listen and find out what you guys think and then... You know, maybe maybe I'll go see it. I don't know. You know, I got stuff to do, right? That's fair. That's like, that's totally fair. Got video games to play. You know, it's like yeah. I can't see every movie that you guys watch. You know, but I could try. All right. Well, thanks, old man. I don't don't rush me out. All right, fine. And there he goes. So the holdovers, Mister Green, you got to see this back at TIFF. Yeah, it's been uh, so. For those listening at home right now and elsewhere around the world, wherever you are. Um, please forgive me. Not only am I still recovering, but, uh, if I forget something, it's yeah, been two months. Yeah. It's because you saw it back at the beginning of September. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying about that. But <clears throat> yeah, I did get to see it at, uh, at TIFF and, uh, that you were supposed to actually make it to that screening, but unfortunately you got held up in another film and I held your seat to the last possible second. I fended off some people and then eventually I got piled on. It was like, it was like the Spartans, you know, versus the Persians, you know, it was just, I just, I couldn't hold the pass. So I apologize to you about that. And, uh, but I got to see, but you finally got to see it recently. Yeah. I saw a screening of it, um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a bit fresher with it and, uh, yeah, it, uh, as we said, it takes place in the seventies and it's got a, um, you know, it's got a school kind of feeling, but it's an empty school. So it's got a kind of ominous feeling, but it's a comedy, but it's a drama. Um, I'll be upfront. Alexander Payne usually hate his movies. Like Sideways, fucking hated it. The Descendants, oh, okay. I'm asleep. I've never been an Alexander Payne guy. Sure. But this film hits all the right notes. It like, it really digs deep and makes you care about Giamatti's character. Uh, who, you know, again, I've, I've got friends that are kind of like Giamatti's character in this mm-hmm. as Paul Hunnam. And it's like, you know, that if they made a couple of wrong choices, they could end up like him and be all alone sort of thing. So it's like, I see that character. I see the young Angus kid and I relate to him as well. I've had friends like that. Yep. And then of course, uh, Divine Joan Randolph is Mary Lamb. She has such a compelling character as well. So it's three really strong characters. And I think that's the key is that they don't really focus too much on anything else. These three characters are the entire movie. Like, yes, you get a couple of characters that come in, but they're only really there to service the plot. 
these characters are pretty deep, pretty strong. And because of that, you really fucking care about them. Yeah, no, totally. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a really clever, um, film that, uh, can take something as bizarrely strange as the shining and turn it into a workplace comedy. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly what this film is. I don't care what anybody says. Paul Hunnam, you know, is Jack Torrens from the shining, you know, <laughs> Angus Tully is, is, is Danny and uh, Mary lamb is, uh, is the wife, right? Like she it's, it's hilarious. Like when I think about it, they're in, they're in this secluded place. They're having to deal with each other. They're all having some kind of, you know, uh, you a know, trauma they're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The, some of it's trauma, some of it's mental health, you know, there's, there's layers to all of it. There are, I'm not joking. I I really feel strongly about this, that they are, these are two halves of the same coin is the shining and the holdovers. And as much as I joke about all of that a little bit, uh, I do really do believe that, but I really like this film a lot. Um, I think it does a lot of really great things with very unlikable characters. And I mean that, I don't mean that for uh divine joy because uh, she's just wonderful in pretty much everything I've ever seen in her. Right. She's, yeah, yeah. she's fantastic. And, um, but, uh, Dominic's, uh, Angus and, and Paul's Paul, uh, they are, let's face facts. They're both assholes. They're assholes that have to learn a lesson. Yes. Yeah. And they learn those lessons the hard way Mm -hmm. and win some redemptions in their own way. And I don't think they cheat us on that. It's not like, it's not like a Hallmark movie of the week kind of, uh, redemption situation. You feel like some of these are hard earned one um redemptions and it's uh i re- you know to your point i really like it and this is one of those films too that i i have a feeling people are going to argue about in the future not as vehemently as with die hard but whether or not this is truly a christmas film when it really it is and yeah well that's the thing like it is the perfect christmas movie for early yeah. november because it's not heavy on the christmas but it is heavy on the christmas it takes place at christmas christmas is important but if you took Christmas out of the equation, it wouldn't ruin the movie. So yeah. I think it's a perfect, like, good, like, lead off, like, how to get your Christmas movie time started. You watch a film like this because it eases you in to Christmas. Totally. Yeah. Because, like, this is this film, to your point, right? Like, if you removed Christmas from it, it no, you still get the same basic storyline and redemption arcs and all those things. This is just a, you know, the reason they are in this place together at this time is because of Christmas specifically. And that's, and that's why I would argue that it's a Christmas film. No, I, I think it's a Christmas film as well, but I'm just saying to folks that yeah, get yeah. turned off by the idea that Christmas film, watching it this time of year, is playing in theaters. It's like, no, no, this is a good ease you into Christmas, definitely. We yeah. got an email in from Harry L. that says, Geeks, good interview with Ryan. Thank you. Such a down-to-earth guy. The holdovers will be seen tonight contingent on your review. Make it good. Well, I hope I hope we've done you good here, Harry. And with that, Mr. Green, I'm going to ask you, should you skip it, see it in theaters, wait till rental or streaming? Uh, you know, if you're looking for something really good to watch right now, I would say go check it out. It's definitely, uh, it, it's, it was one of my top films from TIFF. There you go. And I'm going to say see it in theaters as well. I think it's a great film. And this is from a guy who doesn't usually like this director's movies. Yeah. Uh, Gordon T writes in, get well green. Thank you, Gordon. Haven't seen the holdovers yet. No rating. The old man is the best. It's about time somebody said that. Oh, wait a second. Everybody says that. You know why? Because I'm to draw. That's right. 
Sure. And Gordon, if I see you on the street, I'll shake your hand. But uh, don't turn around too fast because who knows what will happen after that. I may, I may take you out with a good sucker punch. Why are you saying stuff like that? I'm just saying because people got to be on their toes, right? You know? But I'll shake your hand at least. All righty. Well, thanks. Thanks, old man. And thank you, Gordon. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Christina Rosado of Ariel. Back to Buenos Aires right here. Geek Card Rowdy Radio 101. Want to advertise on Geekard and be heard by thousands of listeners? It's easy. It's simple. It's fun. Email us at geekardshow at gmail.com for information on our advertising packages today. Welcome back to Geekard right here on Reality Radio 101. And now, right back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Art, Andrew Young and Mr. Green here. And it's time now for our last guest of the evening. She is an actor who we've been wanting to have on for a little while here. And now we have the chance to. She is an actress, one of the stars of... Ariel, Back to Buenos Aires, a, uh, a film that is available now for people's viewing. And uh, we're really happy to have her on the program tonight. Welcome to the program, Christina Rosado. Hello. How are you doing tonight? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, Mr. Green is doing the best he can. He's going through a bit of something you had to deal with uh, a few weeks back. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got the uh, vid. Oh, no. I'm so sorry to hear it. A tail end for me now, to okay. be fair. Yeah, okay. it, was la- it was last weekend that I that I, I got it, and uh, I'm feeling much better now. But the first time in almost four years. Oh, well, good for you then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I the only thing, I, I will admit, Christina, I, I was very disappointed that I, I got it because I was like, I was really proud of the fact that I had gone this yeah, long that- without it. Totally, yeah, he That's got like award-winning. <laughs> he, he he got cocky. That's what it came down yeah. to. And he got cocky. <laughs> yeah, oh. I got, my daughter got it, and then I got it. And let me tell you, having being sick and having to deal with a sick child at the same time is next level. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, yep. not fun, not fun nope. at all. Nope. But uh, but hey, you know, now we're all here. We're having some greens almost out of it. We're having some fun here tonight, and we're here to talk with you about. Uh, your latest film, Ariel, Back to Buenos Aires. For people who haven't had a chance to check it out yet, what is it all about? So Ariel, Back to Buenos Aires is about a brother and a sister who go back to their homeland of Argentina in the first times in their adult lives. And while they're there, uh, they sort of discover some of Argentina's dark history, as well as the real reason their family emigrated to Canada and it's all set against the beautiful backdrop of Buenos Aires and the amazing Argentine tango scene. Yeah, yeah, tango is a really big deal in this, and of course, it's not your tradi- like the tango that everybody thinks about. The Argentinean tango is a very different, more intimate version of the tango, correct? 
Absolutely. I I didn't know much about the tango besides like what we all have seen of the tango on like Dancing with the Stars or whatnot, you know, sort of that more traditional rose in the mouth, like fast movements. But the Argentine tango is a social dance and which means that you don't need to be a trained dancer to dance the Argentine tango. Like you really see everybody dancing it at tango clubs and it's all done with an embrace. Like you're sort of hugging your partner as you dance and it's very intimate and it's, it's so beautiful. And I'm, I'm completely in love with it after learning it for this movie. Yeah. I, I, I was curious about that. Cause like, obviously not everybody knows how to tango. Like we, like oh. to your point, we've seen it in film and TV and stuff, and we've all probably joked around doing it, you know, like with, with friends and partners and, but to actually learn it and do it like yeah. that, that, like how difficult was it to actually learn? Cause you know, it, it, in the movie, you, you make it, it makes it look like it's pretty simple and easy, but I got to imagine that there's, it's probably a little bit more complicated than it looked at first. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, just to give you an idea for anyone who sees the movie or has seen the movie, I'm a total beginner in the movie. And I have like one real dance scene where you kind of see me dancing and I still am a beginner in it. But to get to that point <laughs> took me like three months of like every single day training with a one-on-one -on -one teacher. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It takes sort of like a lifetime of practice and dedication to be able to follow and 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 all that stuff but um I meant watching the the Argentinians who are like the tangueros and the tangueras down there was mind blowing we went out to tango clubs all the time during the pre covid um section of the filming <laughs> right cuz yeah cuz this film you guys you know the pandemic hit right while you guys were in the middle of filming and it would be like wouldn't be until like another year and a half till you guys got to go back and shoot it and you didn't even get to shoot it in the same location, right? That's right. Yeah, we got shut down literally halfway through filming and had no idea if we'd be able to get back to filming. And when we got the call from the director that we were going to go back, it was like a year and a half later. All of the actors were, were all concerned, like, are we going to look the same? Like, we've all been through this collective, like, trauma. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I... Seeing the film put together, I know which scenes were shot before and after, and I thought they did a really good job. Like the teams, the the art team and the makeup team and the hair and the, you know, cinematography did a fantastic job of nailing it because we were also in a different country. Yeah, because that, yeah, Uruguay, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you know what? If, if I hadn't have read about this beforehand, I would have yeah. never known. Yeah, like, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I I can say from watching the film, you can't tell. Like you just you right. just can't. That's looked, really good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the director and I should do like um you know like a commentary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how much we went through for this film and which scenes were sh filmed when and just how crazy it was. I feel like it would do well with a commentary. <laughs> oh my god! Now, of course, uh, Alison Murray, the director, she's also a tango champion, correct? Yes, she's an incredible dancer, like truly her and her husband, her husband is Argentinian and uh, they, you know, been dancing tango for a long time and she's, she's won many championships. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so I, I guess you felt, you know, in the right hands of picking up it with this film, um, you know, again, with the small amount that you had to do and, you know, you mentioned that it was kind of hard at first for you to pick it up, but I'm, I'm guessing you, you, you were in you felt safe and secure knowing that your director knew everything about the tango. 
Absolutely. And her husband, Carlos, actually was one of our tango instructors. So it was uh, it was fun, you know, between takes. Allison was is was a wonderful director to work with. She would like throw on some music. We'd all dance. It was really a lively and fun set and uh, definitely felt like I was in good hands. Yeah. What I found interesting, though, as well, was the whole like the kind of customary like rules of the tango clubs of like certain nods mean things that if you nod to a man across the room that gives him the okay to come over and ask you to dance and all that was that picking up like was there like a point where you guys kind of had to learn like a boot camp on just how to act at a tango club yeah there's like tango etiquette there's tango club etiquette and actually allison the director had me read a book um about tango etiquette before coming to argentina and uh, she took me out to lots of tango clubs and and sort of showed me firsthand how it works. And there really are like every single milonga, which is like a tango club, essentially, that we've that I've been to since everyone abides by these rules, whether it's sort of like a more modern milonga or a more classic one. They all follow these rules. Hmm. Right. That's, you know, I, at the same time, I, I did appreciate that because I was like, oh, this is a very civilized simple way to do this that just so there's no ambiguity and and, and miscommunication about you know, absolutely like, and if you don't feel like if you feel like going to a milonga and not dancing you just don't make any eye contact <laughs> with anybody <laughs> so that's what when i the my first one that i went to i would just literally be staring at the floor when it was time for like the new partnerships you know <laughs> i was just like no <laughs> Walk around, hand over the eyes. It's like, no, 100%, I'm not. literally like cover my eyes. Like nobody is, it's not happening. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. also something I didn't know, which I learned the hard way because when you, when you say like, if you're in the middle of dancing and basically you dance when you, when a partner and you pick each other, you dance three or four songs together that are usually from the same artist. And then there's like an intermission song. And that's when you switch partners. And I just being the like awkward Canadian that I am, I was like, oh, um, thank you. Like between songs and like the man brought me back to sit at my chair and I was like, oh, did I do something wrong? And my and Allison was like, oh, yeah, if you say thank you, that essentially means you're not having a good time and you go sit down. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like... Yeah, you're like, so you're like, thank you very much. And he's like, oh, fuck. Come yeah, on. Yeah, he's now. like, oh, okay, got it. And I was like, but it's very, <laughs> very respectful. <laughs> it's it's one of those rare times where being a Canadian will bite you in the ass. You know, totally. like, I'm like, sorry, <laughs> thank you. They're like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, you know, this being, a, you know, an independent film, uh, I guess one of the, the really good boons that uh, Allison had casting this film is that she cast you and she cast Raphael to play your brother and the two of you have known each other for years so it was very easy for you guys to play brother and sister right yeah absolutely I mean I know she cast Raphael before she cast me and when I had asked her who did you cast as um Davey and she told me I was like no way (laughs) we were in like a zoom call and I was like Raphael and I have been friends forever (laughs) I mean, that is, we have a built-in chemistry for you, you know, that's just fantastic. So it was really, I mean, the the odds of booking something like this, you know, when they're looking across Canada <laughs> with a friend of yours are slim. And so it was really nice. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, that that must have been like awesome. Though. Like, did, did he, did you guys both know, like, 
in advance or was it one of those ones where you guys showed up on set and he was like, oh, you're my sister? No, no, we knew. We found out oh, in okay. advance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found out in advance, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, with this film, like we're talking about the, the beauty of these tango scenes and everything like that, but it is a very dark film, yeah. you know, yeah. dealing with very dark subject matter. Uh, of course, with the character of Ariel, that character is going through a lot. But yeah. your character, Diana, you have like a very interesting kind of dark side plot to all of this about, you know, a woman who's basically trying to become more uninhibited and like break herself free from things. And it kind of, at some points feels like almost kind of scary because you're kind of like just testing your own waters, seeing what you're, what you're willing to do. Absolutely. I mean, Diana, the, my character was in a real plight because not only is she realizing that there's this sort of like deeply like that's something she's been suppressing in herself her whole life. When she goes to Argentina, she sort of, it sort of like unleashes this part of her that is like stronger than maybe her brain that she usually is used to being rational and by the book. And this sort of makes passion and sort of her heart take over. And then also with everything without giving too many spoilers of like what they go through is very difficult for her, you know, putting her between her sort of, parents and her brother and it's a it's a plight it's a definite plight yeah definitely yeah, yeah so a lot to this film definitely yeah, yeah no as i was that was one of the things i was watching it because i was like oh i i thought this film was going to go a direction mm -hmm. and then no you guys you just you're like right off the highway <laughs> into the back hills over the mountain you know yeah. and i was like oh yeah because oh, there's like uh, that one scene when you guys are uh, early on with the tour guide in the plaza and the abuelas yes. are being spoken about. And I was like, Oh, okay, well that's, that's kind of, that's dark, you know, yeah. not, not cluing in in my back of my little brain going like, Oh, this is, you know, we're foreshadowing something here. And I was like, <laughs> Oh damn. Yeah. And then, and then it opens. And I was like, Oh damn. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I thought Allison did a fantastic job of weaving this story together because it's heavy as, as you have seen, but you know, you, you got to make it a little bit palatable, I, I guess, to make it, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything, but she does a nice job of mixing in some other nice parts of Argentina with the very dark part of Argentina. <laughs> yes, 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 she does. Well, I got to say, as I said, very, very intriguing film. Again, as we said, it goes to places that we didn't expect it to go. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to it, of course, you know, some important history in there as well. Um, now the film is available now on uh, VOD platforms, correct? That's right. Yep. All right. So people in the U S and Canada, definitely check it out. Christina, I want to thank you for coming on the program. Look forward to the next projects you have coming down the pipe. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. No problem. Have yourself, uh, have yourself a good night and uh, stay safe. <laughs> thank you. You too. Bye. Right. Bye. 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 So that was Christina Rosado. You can see her in Ariel, Back to Buenos Aires. It's available on all VOD platforms in the U.S. and Canada. But we've come to the end of the program, Mr. Green. Yes, we have indeedy. And so that means we got to tell the people where they can find us. Absolutely. If you like what we do here, you can find more content over at patreon.com slash geekard. For everybody who participates in that right now, we thank you guys ever so much. You guys are amazing. You're a big, big help. Yep. And, uh, 
Additional content always available through YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Search Geek Hard Show on any of those platforms and you'll find us there. Of course, check out our website, geekhardshow.com, for more news, reviews, and the podcast version of this very show, available on Mondays after 2 p.m. Of course, if you're super forgetful like I am or sick and dying in bed and you didn't get to listen to us tonight, um, the best way you can do, to hear us is to do what, Andrew? Is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, be it the iTunes, the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you catch your pods. And please, while you're there, leave a five-star rating and review. Absolutely. And as always, if you want to continue the conversation with us about you know pretty much anything, you can email us, geekhardshow at gmail.com. I want to thank Ryan McDonald and Christina Rosado for coming on the program, for Ryan McDonald, for Shorzy, for... Uh, the holdovers and for Christina Rosado, uh, Ariel back to Buenos Aires, for Yuri in the booth and Mr. Green. Hang in there, bud. This is Andrew Young saying if you're going to geek out, you might as well geek hard on Reality Radio 101. Thank you for listening to Geek Hard with your host, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Right here on Reality Radio 101.